The Boston Bruins added a few players in free agency over the weekend, but that does not mean that youth will not be served in the lineup next season. We're going to talk about opportunities that are there for some young guys to step up, as well as the latest from development camp here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be and where my cat Bessie jumps on my lap right as I start recording. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite app and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There are no rate limits here on Locked On Boston Bruins. You don't need a special invite. Always welcome, free and available on your favorite podcast app. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. On, oh, first of all as well, happy 4th of July to all my American friends. We celebrated Canada Day on July 1st when all the free agents were being signed. And uh, I hope you're all enjoying your holiday here today. Now, speaking of those free agents, Milan Lucic. James Van Riemsdyk, Kevin Shattenkirk, Patrick Brown, Morgan Geeky, all signed on Saturday, as well as Jason Megna, some other depth signings, Anthony Richard. A lot of people assumed, well, the Bruins given up on some of these kids and forcing them out of the lineup, pushing them out. Not necessarily the case. And that was proven on the latest episode of the 32 thoughts podcast with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, where they discussed the signing of Tyler Bertuzzi with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'll touch on that in a moment, but also the outlook for next season. Now, starting with Morgan Geeky, he was a highly coveted free agent. There was a lot of teams after him. And the Bruins signed him because he was told he's going to have a bigger role than he had with Seattle. He averaged like just under 11 minutes a game. Still very productive despite that lower ice time. He had nine goals, 19 assists for 28 points in 69 games. Both career highs with minimal ice time. So part of the reason he was enticed to sign with the Bruins was the promise of more ice time and increased role. And he, yeah, say Bergeron doesn't come back. He's going to be the third line center. If Bergeron does come back, he could perhaps pivot to the wing and uh, he can play. Yeah. Both positions like Trent Frederick. Those guys are kind of interchangeable on the third line. Now, having said that, We all know the situation in terms of the cap and Boston's lack of space 
and the fact that they are kind of looking towards next year as an opportunity to take a deeper dive into free agency and add, let's just say, better players. Elliot Friedman on the podcast said the Bruins do have a lot of young players they're hoping take some bigger roles next season. John Beecher, Mark McLaughlin, Fabian Lysel, Georgie Merkulov, Jacob Lauko. 2023-24 will be about who grabs a spot in a year of opportunity and the Bruins will make decisions next summer as to who's a long-term fit and where they need to upgrade. I would throw Oscar Steen in there. I don't know if he intentionally uh, did not add him or he just uh, was an oversight, but there you go. Those are guys who will be vying for roster spots next season. Just because they signed Lucic or JVR or Patrick Brown or Jason Megna doesn't mean that anything is set in terms of the opening night roster. Don Sweeney even said that the other day. You don't have your lineup set on July 1st. You just try to fill out the roster and... The real battle begins in training camp. All all those guys who were signed the other day, easily buryable in the AHL. And these guys who were in the AHL last year, easily promotable as well. So, I mean, Lucic, JVR likely will be on the opening night roster. But you have, if you look at the cat friendly page right now, you have uh, Megna, Brown listed on the the big roster. Those guys could easily go down. And any one of Beecher, Merkulov, McLaughlin. Remember last year, McLaughlin, everybody was upset that he wasn't on the NHL roster out of training camp. Big opportunities for these guys to prove that they belong. And those signings on free agency day just kind of add to the internal competition for those spots. So don't assume that the door is closed on any of these guys. They all have the opportunity to make an impression over the summer and in training camp. Now, when it comes to Bertuzzi, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick discussed that on Saturday, the option of signing him to a one-year $5.5 million deal like he got in Toronto just wasn't on the table. It wasn't even a thing. It wasn't uh, a possibility per Bertuzzi's camp. He wanted term, didn't get it, quickly pivoted on Sunday to Toronto after Boston had already taken care of their business. Um, If... That one year, $5.5 million option had been on the table. They likely would have done more to get him in the mix, but they couldn't just wait around and uh, not end up with, with anybody. And that's kind of the long and short of it there. So that is, uh, yeah, just a, a further recap of the free agency frenzy where the Bruins stand at the moment. Right now, development camp is going on, and we're going to talk about who stood out on day one and who was missing here in a moment. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, 
our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and you can take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel right now and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. So say you bet 20 bucks, you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting on everything from money lines to over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. No better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today by visiting FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is the official betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show can expect continued coverage of the Bruins in free agency, any trades, signings that come up, also updates from development camp, and um, perhaps we'll start looking towards next season as well and what the lineup might look like on opening night. For now, we're talking about development camp, and a guy that easily stood out on day one was Mason Lori. By all accounts, I, of course, was not there, but uh, I saw a lot of people tweeting about it. Mark Diver, in particular, who is really plugged in with the Providence Bruins, saying that Lori, clearly the best player on the ice, and uh, he's even setting his sights on skipping Providence and going right to the Boston Bruins next season. 22 years old, 58th overall in 2020, and he's aiming to put himself in the best possible position to crack Boston's roster in October. He said that's his goal. That's why he's here, checking off boxes this summer to improve his game and to give himself the best shot come training camp to make the big club. Now with Boston's current situation on defense, not really a spot available. They have, of course, Charlie McAvoy, Hampus Lindholm, Brandon Carlo, Matt Grizzlick penciled into the top four. Third pairing, some combination of Derek Forbort, Jakobs Burl, Kevin Shattenkirk, Parker Witherspoon was signed to a $775,000 contract. And then you have Ian Mitchell as a restrictive free agent. So can Lori bump one of those guys out or will he be better served playing in Providence? That's going to be a big question. And a lot of it will be dictated by how he performs here through development camp, as well as in training camp, obviously. He's working on getting stronger, improving his speed, his first three steps, that kind of thing. And Bruins player development coordinator Adam McQuaid, of course, a former defenseman himself, he's been keeping close tabs on Lorai over the past few years and believes more time at the pro level is going to be crucial for his growth. Uh, You see it right away, he said. His size, his mobility... His offensive instincts are very high-end, and his defending has come a long way as well. 
Um, McQuaid said, quote, when he is simplifying his game, he can be really efficient. And when he has the opportunities on the offensive side, he can make plays. Continuing to walk the line and learning when to manage the puck properly are probably things he's still learning. But we're excited about him turning pro. It'll be a good opportunity for him to get some pro games in Providence. And this should give him a leg up this week and in training camp in September. End quote. Uh, Laura did not participate in development camp last summer because he was recovering from a knee procedure, but finished off the year strong in university, made the jump to Providence at the end of the season. And uh, he only got five games in one assist coming off a 32 point season at Ohio state. And really looks like he is ready to make the jump to the pro game. Whether he can make the jump right to the Boston Bruins. I mean, I'd say it's unlikely. Especially with the depth that they currently have. But if he blows them away at development camp. Maybe that causes them to rethink keeping Derek Forbort. Or Matt Grizzlick for that matter. And uh, giving him a real shot. Um, he said he has learned a lot from Adam McQuaid. Quader is just so knowledgeable about the game and picking out little things to teach and help improve. Uh, so it's great to have McQuaid as a former Bruin, a guy who knows what it takes to win a championship, um, to bring him up and serve as a mentor, help him take on a bigger leadership role and at development camp specifically and to yeah be seen as a key player moving forward he's arguably boston's top prospect and um probably a year in providence will serve him well but we'll see here as things progress whether or not he can blow them away and um push for a spot mcquaid finally said um you know, things happen quicker at the pro game than at the college level. He likes to have the puck on his stick, which is not a bad thing because he can make things happen. But there's a time and a place for that. So it's, yeah, finding that balance, getting up to speed at the pro level. But McQuaid said, quote, I would be surprised if he doesn't make a real push at training camp. We're hoping for that. But like any young player, he still has things to work on. He's a fast learner. He's going to pick up things and continue to grow, end quote. So that's the latest on Mason Lorai. They're expecting him to make a push in training camp. He's setting that goal for himself, and that could really change the lay of the land, at the defensive depth chart at training camp. Again, the roster doesn't need to be set until the day before opening night, so still three months to make some decisions on the blue line. Uh, but Lori definitely impressing early at development camp. And we're going to talk about where is Fabian Lysel after the break. All right. Development camp day one, Fabian Lysel was a notable absence. And he was not on the ice because McQuaid said he finished the year with a concussion and they're just taking it slow. He's still working through some things, 
So he's not ruled out for the week, but also taking it slow, and they'll see how it progresses. Here on Tuesday morning, I see Lysel is on the ice at development camp, but in a red no-contact jersey. Uh, I believe the hit took place in a game against uh, the Hartford Wolfpack um, late in the year. And uh, really unfortunate that Lysel has been dealing with post-concussion syndrome. Uh, Hopefully they're just being extra, extra cautious. Again, they said they're taking it slow. And, you know, he's a guy who could push for a spot for sure. Again, going back to Elliot Friedman saying Lysel, they're a guy that they are looking to see whether he can make the jump. And it's too bad that he's not able to be a full participant at development camp. But obviously his health is of the utmost priority and there's no point risking that here as they, um, yeah, just, just in development camp. Let's be honest. It's not worth pushing through there. Another couple notes from development camp. It was cool to see Ray Bork making an appearance at Warrior on Monday, addressing the group. Lori in particular said it was very cool. Obviously left-hand shot defenseman with some offensive instincts. He would, Really love to hear from uh, Ray Bork. He had never met him before, but it was pretty special to be able to do so. Uh, Being a Bruin isn't for everyone was the message, and his approach to the game was perfection every day. And that's something that Lorai likes to think too, where every day you show up to the rink and try to be perfect, which is never really going to happen, but you try to get as close to it as you can. Another guy who was on the radar was Frederick Brunet. He was a uh, fifth round pick of the Bruins last year. He had 38 points in just 30, uh, actually, no, 38 points in 30 games for Victoriaville this past season, 35 points in 36 games for Ramuski, traded during the season. Uh, really impressed and nothing definitive yet as to whether he will be up with Providence next year played one game pretty well McQuaid said capable of playing at that level he had a really good year split between Ramuski and Victoriaville and we'll see how it plays out they're probably leaning more towards seeing him turn pro but nothing definitive at this point 19 year old um be really cool to see him up with Providence rather than uh, applying his trade once again in the QMJHL. Other guys I'm keeping an eye on, the OHL guys, Matt Poitra, Brett Harrison, of course. Um, yeah, some guys who are a bit further away that pretty excited about in terms of Bruins prospects. Yeah, the prospect pool is thin, but it doesn't mean there aren't some guys who are uh, capable of being contributing members down the line. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on them as development camp proceeds. All right. That is it for today's episode of locked on Boston Bruins. My friends, I hope you all enjoy your 4th of July. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. 
And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins because we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network and our promise is your team every single day. Say bye, best.